Hi everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another week of CSI Talk. To those of you who are new here, hi. Today, before we get into today's episode, we just want to let you all know this is a safe space for you. Okay? You can come here anytime you want to shut off the world around you and just listen to two girls talking about their favorite science show. Um... Today, this was a request, like, this last few episodes have been a request from listeners, from a specific listener, by the way. But if you have any requests, you can DM us on Twitter or on Instagram. Or DM me directly on Twitter, if you like. Or me. My Twitter is sericidal1998. Um, yeah. Mine on Twitter is at cap. CAP Marvel because I mean, of course, Sido. Actually, the Sarah Sido is my Instagram. My Twitter is GSO1 2021. You can DM us there or DM us directly on either our Twitter page, page or our Instagram page. Or you can also email us. CSI Talk Podcast at gmail.com. And we're gonna, whatever you suggest, like you can't suggest anything at all. And we're gonna talk about it and see if we can make an episode out of it. Today, we're gonna be breaking down episode eight of season five called This Is You, Changes. Because I would absolutely butcher the name. It's also the 100th episode. Yay! Let's clap. Well, Bri, you clap. Two claps for both of us. Uh, I'm still wearing a cast because I broke my left arm almost two weeks ago. Well, this episode... Hmm. Look. It's kind of like looking at it with a millennial slash Gen Z point of view. I mean, it's problematic. Yeah. But we're going to get into that later. What happens in the episode is that a woman is found with her throat slashed. Then they found out that the woman is actually a trans, which means that she made a sex change operation. She used to be a, a man. And then, to try and find her killer, they have to they have to go through the transgender community in Las Vegas. Just like to point out, this was shot in to this was shot in the early two thousands. It it aired on November eighteenth of two thousand and four. 
So also, I know a bunch. Of, I have a lot of my friends who are transgender. People still have to go through everything, all these steps to stay. They still have to live a year in the life of the gender they're transitioning to with and without hormones. Because they have to take some either hormones or I'm not really sure what it's called for females transitioning to males because I mostly know males to females. So, Look. like I've I have a friend, Luna, is currently going through it right now. Okay. I understand why people think this episode is problematic. Okay, let's go. The killer of the episode. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen this episode. If you haven't, just go watch it and come back to this. You're back. Okay, let's do it. Because I assumed you paused this episode and went and watched it and came back. Okay, let's do it. There have been a few episodes in CSI that the victim is part of the LGBT community. A part, LGBT. Of, a part of a community that's protect, part of the protective class, protected class in the USA. Yeah. And sometimes the perpetrator is someone from the community itself. Or somebody who is close to somebody part of the community. So look, I when uh, when CSI Vegas was first was announced, I was like, I hope we have an LGBT character. Because I mean, we need this because in the original run, those LGBT characters were either the killer, the killer or, the or the victim. Sorry, guys. And that just adds to the stigma, to the stereotype that unfortunately is it exists until this day. I know that we, like as a millennials, last Gen Z viewers watching this episode right now, is gonna think. Why didn't they cast a transgender actor or actresses to actually to... the victim was transgender? The, yes. the victim was the only one that was truly part of the community. Well, it, it was progressive for the time. Yes, it, it and wasn't... Anthony Zyko always tried to do stuff like that. I don't want to end it up like. Carly Johansson saying that she's being paid to play a tree, she's gonna play a fucking tree. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys about my own experience, okay? As I stated before in the earlier episodes of this podcast, I got into criminology because of CSI, right? So I've been watching CSI for the last few years, but I've been studying criminology for the last two years. And unfortunately, the LGBT community, the elderly and the kids are in the groups of victims. They're the most targeted victims in any type of crime. And still to this day, there is a very high stigma around like the police officer, like the law enforcement. Although there's been some change in the law enforcement, it's still 
has some i mean if you belong to the law enforcement you don't think that this is now this comment is not directed to you but if you know someone who works in law enforcement or, or if you work with people from law enforcement it is most likely that they are not going to treat cases with people that are from the lgbt community as they would have treated someone it's like a, they would a have straight treated, white male or straight white female like look just look at how just look at how much attention gabby potato got as she should but then we've got other cases with black women that go missing or die mysteriously and the police doesn't really give one ounce of the attention they give to white people so what we see in the beginning of the episode the officer pulls this woman over and because she's driving way too fast on the highway he doesn't believe her doesn't listen to her next thing we know this woman is dead and then we and then we found out that it was trans and everyone except for three people everyone and the entire team besides Grissom, Warwick, and Sarah actually addressed the victim as a woman. The whole and time. The whole time the other people, they don't. And Sarah has to keep correcting them to use the correct... Especially uh, Mia. Girl, don't even. But this was Mia's only season. Well, I really was surprised by the way Catherine behaves because I thought that she, out of all of the characters, would understand the victim better and she didn't. Yes, especially since the victim. So they find out that they find more bodies and we also find out that the doctor who was in charge of doing the sex operation did the operation in like this Which, I mean, it doesn't have the same standard as a hospital, and the chances of the person dying is a lot bigger. Yes, there was a real, somebody who was actually a medical professional, a nurse, helping out with these operations. But still. Yeah, because it's revealed in the episode, and I think it's still the same today, the person who wants to go and undergo a sex this surgery, sex change surgery, they have to go through a lot of things. You know, they have to they have to go through through psychiatrist meetings and all that and living at the gym for a year and you know it's a whole process to finally finally get the surgery. Yes. And even with the people who the victim worked with, except for her friend Melissa, who is also a transgender, did not like her working as a professional dancer at one of the Vegas clubs. And Melissa, the best friend, even says all of us get work done. Some on top, some on bottom. This is not the first time the CSI has a uh, transgender as a victim, like, and that. Uh... What is the episode? I think it's episode one of season four. I'm not sure. 
it's an episode in which um, Grissom's former mentor goes to judge Grissom's work and his team's work. And the victim was a transgender Grissom. Former mentor, he is hired by this very famous actor to advise him and his legal team because he was being charged with the murder of like two counts of murders and the CSIs didn't really, hadn't really go through, hey, they hadn't really went through the uh, whole evidence. Sarah was still with Hank at that point. And so it would have been, been in season three. Yeah, and one of the victims is, is a transgender and she died because at that point she hadn't had surgery to change her sexual organ from male to female, and the guy got mad, and he's less thrilled. Actually, this is the same way they die, right? Yeah, it was season three, episode two. Okay, so they actually find out that the victim was going to expose the doctor who actually was helping a lot of a lot of trans people, and then this doctor. She was going to expose her for doing surgery and killing people. And then she died. Her husband, the doctor, her husband is the one that kills her. And the doctor's DNA was on Wendy because before the before doctor's husband, tomorrow, performed her lotto, which is a BJ. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. And Sarah actually read that in an article about that happening. Like, you, you can, if somebody murders somebody right after a sexual act in a DNA, there can still be a DNA transfer. Look, I didn't get really surprised with Nick and his remarks during this episode because he's it's from the Nick. South. Yeah, I mean, it's Nick, right? Like, um, majority of the time, majority of the shoes show he was very conservative yeah. in his beliefs. So was the first time she met somebody who was deaf. I admit. Yeah. Look, I know, but it's uh, the, the thing is, Sarah, Sarah really, if she gets it wrong, she's willing to try and look why she was wrong and try to learn from it. It wasn't the same case with Nick. So... And, Sarah, I mean, it's expected that Sarah would understand how it feels to be misfit because she was a misfit herself. And, Lauren and she's also from San Francisco, which is one of the LBGTPQ capitals of the U.S. I'm pretty sure. It was one of the first states to legalize gay marriage. Warren, he knows what it feels like to be on the other side. He knows what it feels like for people hating you. Simply because of who you are. So does Grissom. Yeah. So, I wasn't really, I was, I was really happy. But at the same time, I was kind of mad. Look, I understand the, the officers. No, I don't. I don't understand the officers hating on. I understand Brass. I understand Brass because this is, it's, it's understandable from his point of view. Look, I'm not, we're not saying that we, okay, as we said before, this is a safe space review. 
we understand why Brass yes. thought the way he did, but we don't support, support his vision. We support Sarah's words and in, in Grissom's vision here because it doesn't matter if it really doesn't matter your gender, your 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 gender, who you love, the race. You know, it doesn't really matter because we we love you for who you are. We love you for who you are. It doesn't matter if you love a woman and you're a woman, if you love a man and you're a man. We love you just the way you are. And exactly. I mean, if if you haven't heard that from anyone in a while, so I'm really sorry that you haven't heard that from anyone. Yes. As Shakespeare says, love's not love, it's altruism and alteration finds with a removal to remove. Basically, Americanese, everybody has the right to love who they want. And yeah. if you truly love somebody, you don't care who they are. Yeah. We, we love you. Okay? Yes. We love you no matter what. And if, you, if life has been treating you badly because of who you are, I'm really sorry. And I, can, I can't assure you that it's going to get better. In the future, it, it does get better, even though it seems too far away right now. And one of the things that I really love about CSI is how progressive they were in a lot of questions. For the time. Yeah, because you don't see so many people getting represented, especially in the police show. Okay, if you love the Chicago shows, don't let me, but like we've got Chicago PD and whenever they have like this they're they're get too violent with the suspects and if the suspect is from a protective community it doesn't really it, it doesn't get the attention that it should have gotten you know and, and I, I think, think the only reason why they do like, and we've sorry. had some gay characters here and there granted one of them had such bad Acceptance that she left quickly. Look, I love when CSI does that, that it brings to attention things like this. We're talking about the early 2000s. Who would have thought that this type of narrative would play out in this type of show? Exactly. And like, I, I know it sucks because in the original run, as I said before, they're either the perpetrator or they're the victim. So it just adds to the to the stigma that revolves around this category. Still, unfortunately, but we we're talking about a show from the other two that was bringing this to attention, and it was telling their viewers that it was not okay to hate someone because they are transgender. Exactly. It was giving those little kids who, who, who thought they, their body was wrong some hope. Because I, I know how it feels like to feel like you're a misfit. And when you see yourself represented in the big screen, you suddenly, you feel so good. I mean, 
one I can tell you right now from experience when I watched Captain Marvel, I felt like a fucking badass for being a woman. How can I lie? I felt like a fucking badass, you know? And I'm pretty sure the other other girls and other women that watched the the movie felt the same. For me it was when Supergirl came on TV. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Marvel girl, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm a DC and not a big fan of the movies, but I'm a Marvel girl through everything. Like, the show took a big risk to do a, a storyline like this. On it took a time. big risk with basically everything they did. Yeah. Because it is something that most people think is disgusting, but I think if we're here today, it's because we think those things are fascinating, right? So, <laughs> we think those things are fascinating. And whenever they had a storyline like this, we knew that some people would feel... would feel something, whether there was bad or whether there was good. And that was exactly what they wanted us to think. I know that if you watch this show right now as a Gen Z, with a Gen Z or a millennium point of view, you're going to think that this episode is transphobic. But the thing is, it, that's how it happens in real life. That's how it happens, like, people, like, people who want to do a sex operation surgery, they might end up dying in the, in filthy places because they might not be able to afford a hospital where they... Well, people, and also people are afraid of what they don't understand. Don't I know that? <laughs> yeah. Um, for, like there different reasons. <laughs> and also, something else that's interesting about this episode. When you have a show as big as CSI doing something like that, it does something to people. People are supposed to feel exactly how they feel when they watch that. The episode in 20 in 2020s now. But <laughs> watching this episode the storyline might feel you're you are supposed to feel like this you're supposed to feel uncomfortable you were supposed to feel uncomfortable this is what this show wanted you to feel because like it's, it's the same thing as if like i know some people that that think that women's are the women are the ones that put themselves in situations in which they are sexually assaulted but then when you watch csi this person, even if, even if they're just walking, walking in broad daylight in big baggy clothing, not too baggy, but clothing that is not showy, you can still be raped. Exactly, but when you see a show like CSI, like the one that one episode, the one storyline with the chimera, like the guy that that was a chimera, and that he had raped that girl and Sarah. Was fell for the victim. She felt for the victim. 
It can it could happen to anyone. And that was the episode that led to her DUI. Yeah, I know. That is a sad episode, but it is supposed to like me as a woman watching that episode. It was a, there are some CSI episodes that that are hard for for me to watch, simply because the crimes that we see there are actually reflecting real life. Like like Georgia said on the interview for the talk, this is what happened. This is what forensics can do to help people, but. When we feel like this, when we watch some CSI episode, we have to remember that it was this weirdness, this thing that be most people are repulsed by. It is that very thing that brought us to the show. Because I'm pretty sure we're, we all can remember the first episode of CSI that we watched. Even if you can't remember, you do know that the aspects of the show of bringing things who are that are really risky to the big screen and have people watch that and feel uncomfortable when they are supposed to feel uncomfortable. Like this is what brought you in and this is what made you stay. I wish we had an LGBT character, main character. Canon. I wish we had it. When that's canon. Yeah. Because there's a lots of head canons of every every character. Except yeah, for I know some people some people think that Sarah is, is some people think Sarah is bi is bisexual, which is silly, okay? Some people think Greg is gay, which is silly, okay? Some people Some may... people think Nick. I think it's hard for Nick to. <laughs> there's there's a lot of people that ship Nick and Greg. Yeah, I know. I think it's hard because all the characters that we, like all the main characters that we see, they come from different backgrounds. Those three characters that accepted the victim as she was and did not look at her with any type of prejudice were people who actually know how to feel how it feels like to be a misfit. Or invisible. Or invisible, yeah. And then we have on the other side of the table we have Catherine who was an exotic dancer. And still And we have the cowboy. He was a cowboy and Greg, I mean Greg. He was a child genius. Yeah. An only child. Yeah, but and I mean, also he had his grandpa and grandma all locked. Yeah, I mean, it was different, right, with him. Because even though Sarah was a child genius as he was. But he had a good upbringing. Yeah, I'm not saying that, that Sarah didn't have. Because she did, she turned out to be this amazing character that we love. But that's all on her. Greg had. A lot of people who helped raise him. And I when I think when you work on this type of, of fields that they do on the show, you have to get over a lot of prejudice that you might have prior 
to entering this field. Or maybe you can't. I mean, we see all the times in shows like Chicago PDs or, or other shows. Oh, and oh, in real life. It, it is reflecting real life. It is. Like, I'm for, <laughs> I didn't want to say this, but I'm going to say it because let's raise awareness, right? My country is one of the countries that kills more people from the LGBT community every day. One of my biggest fears is getting a call that my best friend that is from the LGBT community that something happened to him. And I kid you not, in 2017, the government, I think at least the local government from the city wanted to pass a law that forbidden LGBT couples from kissing or holding hands in the streets. Which, yeah, I know. Was we, the, it was illegal, even though it was not prosecuted that much, but it was illegal in the U.S. for that to happen even in California up until the early 2000s. I've been doing research on it because I've been watching the show Gilded Age, one of the main characters is gay, and a lot of people are looking at the show through current eyes and not how he would have been not only ostracized from the upper crest New York society, but also he could have been thrown in jail, killed, because he was gay. When I heard about this law, they were trying to, they were trying to make it an official law here in the state. I was so worried for my best friend that I called him and I said, if this law actually sticks and you get arrested, being who you are you'll call me and i'm, I'm gonna i'm not joking I'm, I'm gonna marry you we're gonna go to some drive-in chapel get married just to, to to get you rid of this because it wasn't fair it wasn't fair to to him that he was being dead just because it's from the lgbt community that he was being chased because of loving who he loved and I understand that from our point of view in 2022, episodes like this makes you feel uncomfortable, but that is how you were supposed to feel. There are some kind of bad reviews in IMDb about this episode. But some is because of how they presented the community, and some just because they presented the community. Look. You think just because you're not going to see or don't see it, it doesn't exist? Really? Yeah. Because this is, a this is a problem for all of us. This is a problem for all of us. And if you can at least try and, and look at the theme and study the theme and try to understand it, because how would you feel if you feel uncomfortable in your own body? That's how they felt. That's why those women in the episode were killed because they were they felt so uncomfortable in their body in the bodies they were born in that they were willing to die to to get the bodies that they wanted. Like imagine how you were supposed to how you would feel if that happened to you. Like, 
there are some CSI episodes that are a lot more darker than this one is. Yeah, oh yeah. They're, miniature um, killer. Dude, the FBI's. miniature killer. Dude. Like, if you watch, like, there's this one thing that comes to mind is one of the victims of the gay harbor killer, like, the, like one of the survivors, she, I think she was the only survivor, so I don't know, she tells, she tells DB and the team, like, what happened to her, and they, they pass, and, like, they put on the flashback, like, dude, that woman was running over broken glass. Did you know that one of her arteries is located just above her foot? She could have bled to death. You it know, was DB's a... daughter. Yeah. Also, Criminal Minds. If you watch Criminal Minds, you know. This show is basically a kid show compared to Criminal Minds. CSI is basically a kid show compared to Criminal Minds. Seriously. Because if you think it's, it's a live show, it's not a live show. Every single episode, they're dealing with a different type of killer, and it's really dark. It's a really dark episode. I watched a video today about, like, 10 episodes of Criminal Minds that were based on killers from real life. I've and, probably seen it. And CSI does, ba does base some of its storylines. In real life, so I think that I think I found the end spoke for for the miniature killer <laughs> because I was watching this this video came up for me on YouTube. It's about the this crime scenes miniatures that this very wealthy woman did, and they're they're I don't know if they still are because the video is from six years ago, but those miniatures were being exposed at the Smithsonian Museum. I don't know if they still are. But this woman made miniatures of crime scenes, but the, those miniatures were so well done. And I'm like, did Anthony or someone else saw those miniatures and got the idea for the miniature killer? Maybe. They might have. And I, I'm wondering if they, if someone saw those miniatures, took some pictures, and they're like, wouldn't it be cool if we had a serial killer that made miniatures of their victims? Because if you do look closely, you're going to find, eventually you're going to find some something that resembles real life. Like that cult episode in season six, right? Yeah, it's after Nick gets kidnapped. In season six, when you're... Yeah, it is. It's mid-season six. They find this cult on the ground. Like, do it, I think it was supposed to resemble Jonestown. If you don't know what Jonestown is, I mean, you don't need to look for it. Also, the blood drops from season one. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to resemble the Charles Manson's killings. It was. Although it was like MTIs. MTI, dude. MTIs. What an episode. What we are seeing playing in the screen is something that does happen in real life, but they make it not as hard as it is. I mean, 
we're talking about crime scene, but if we're going to talk about any social problem, just look at him. PSI Vegas and how Max's son was charged to do community service because he was trying to stop the fight and he was the first person that the officer attacked. Which Max brought up? Yeah. I think it's in Long Vegas, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, because it is in that episode that we we think that something might have happened to Allie because of the way she was behaving. We don't know. We're going we might get the answer in season. Something that maybe Josh and, and Max helped her get over with or she didn't really get over. But that's the thing. Criminal Minds does that too. Although it's a lot more graphic than CSI. Because in CSI we see the aftershocks. We see like the crime scenes and the bodies and all that. And criminal, or in the case of MTI, that the killer hasn't been caught yet. But in, in Criminal Minds, the the killer is actually killing people. They're active, and the BAU has to try and stop them. If you feel uncomfortable, you were supposed to feel uncomfortable. You were yep. supposed to. The show was supposed to. <laughs> okay, was that the police or an ambulance? <laughs> sorry, I thought. I'm sorry, that's me. That's my side. <laughs> I live right next to a station. Oh, you can go ask right them to... some, some things. If... <laughs> well, it's a fire. I live right next to a firehouse. Well, as, as I was mentioning before, CSI is supposed to depict real life. It's supposed to be, although they do get to the answers quicker than you would in real life. Although some tests and exams now they do take, they might take the same time as they do on the show. But in the past, they it would take weeks or or days or weeks for the for the test to be ready. The show was supposed to bring to light some social questions. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this. We love you. Oh, next week. Um, this is going to be a good one. Yep. Next, next week, we're going to be to do something a bit different. We're going to be breaking down our relationship. But a platonic relationship. Yeah. Should we, should we say it? Let's have them be surprised. Okay, but you're all gonna like it. Okay, I promise. Yes. Um, Two well-loved characters. Yes. One of them we have not talked to. Okay, shut up, shut up. We're going to, you're going to spoil. (laughs) But if you look closely, there is like a... I do say there are names on this list on on like on like two like the episode from two weeks ago i do say their names together so is their relationship i love you guys thank you so much for listening to us see you guys next week stay safe bye love you too bye